The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Through a mix of solo and interview episodes, I want to showcase all the different ways the spirit world helps guide our daily lives, whether it's through intuition, signs, mediumship, channeling, the mystical, or the paranormal. Our altruistic spirit guides and other members of our loving soul team are always there, ready, able, and willing to guide us. My guest today is Kay Doran. Kay is an entrepreneur, two-time international best-selling author, speaker, facilitator, podcast host, women's shamanic leadership life coach, and creator of Inner Expressions, helping women realize their leadership from within. Hi, Kay. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Laura. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today, my evening, your morning, because we are across the world from each other, which is always so much fun. Kate, to start off our interview, I wanted to first ask you, how has spirit guided your life? Oh my gosh, I'm getting chills now, even as you ask that question. Spirit has always guided my life. I've always had this incredibly loud, clear precise teacher, which I know to be the inner voice of knowing. The inner voice of knowing for me, I've come to understand, has three components to it. So the knowing aspect is God, source, whatever word you're comfortable with. The power aspect to this voice is soul. And the potential in this voice is our future successful self that's already calling us gives us that aspiration, start that podcast, Laura, write that book, whatever it might be. And she, he is calling us going, come, you're already successful. Let me show you the way. So I've had this voice all my life as a five-year-old. I remember my mother tucking me into bed. We blessed everyone in the family and the dog. And she did the Lord's prayer, closed the door, walked out. And I remember laying there going, God, I know I chose to be here can I please come home and I know you have to bring me back in the morning? I've had that all my life, like I've felt energy all my life and this inner knowing voice was always so clear, Laura, that I'll give you an example. If I went to try to talk to my mother about something and she couldn't respond, 
I'd turn and that voice that sounded like me but didn't really speak like me, it would go, Kay, your mother can't respond because, and it would explain to me what's happening in her subconscious, what's happening energetically. At times it sounded like I was being trained by a psych. It's interesting and it's always incredibly direct. Humans will use filler words and stretch conversations out. It was always just direct and precise, like don't do this when my teenage friends wanted me to climb out the window and run amok in the middle of the night and I'd be going, do I, don't I? And that voice would just be, hey, do not do it. If your mother walked in, how would she feel? And then I'd feel that panic that she would feel if she came in. Same thing when friends were taking hard drugs. It's, okay, you have an addictive nature. This will take you right off your path. Like that clear. People say, when did you awaken? It's like, well, I was already awake and we are already born awake. But then there are moments, there are triggers where it just keeps awakening and then it deepens and expands. Well, that's what I was going to say. It sounds like you came in awake. And I know that you mentioned that we all come in awake, but many of us don't realize it until later, (laughs) if at (laughs) all, right? Yeah, but here you are having these, I would say, rather... I don't know, they sound pretty mature conversations within you as a child about explaining your mother's situation and just having this really smart and rational mind. It's very rational, but it's also very spiritual at the same time. So it's kind of an interesting combination. So that's insane. So when you would have these moments of, oh, nope, I shouldn't do that because my mother will panic and you felt that panic. How does that differ, at least for you, from just that feeling of, I know I shouldn't do this, but I really want to versus, wow, I really shouldn't do this because this is what will happen. This is what my mom will feel and I'm feeling it. And it's just how it goes just a step further. Yeah, because it's in myself, like in the mind, So I've always been incredibly sensitive to energy and I love to educate people on how to processes on how to get to know their own energy. So then we can differentiate between what's happening internally, outside influences. So I remember I'd start that mental process of do I, don't I, or I want to fit in, or it's really dark outside, I'm warm in bed, but you want to be part of the pack. It would be that internal voice that I would feel whole-bodied is the only way I could explain it. So it wasn't coming from my head and my thought process. I'd feel it also predominantly in the intelligence of the heart. And like I said, it would speak through that as I'm doing the toing and froing, do I, don't I, I want to fit in, but I'm tired and I'm warm in bed. It would almost pierce through that. And like I'd say, it would sound like my voice, but didn't speak the way that I would speak. Does that make sense? So it pierces through what's happening in the mental process. Yeah, I think you're explaining it very well, because I imagine it's such a, mm, I don't want to say unusual feeling, but you're explaining it well. (laughs) So I do get it. Yes. Thank you, Laura. (laughs) I try to. And that's my aim to really simplify things. But the difficulty when you're talking about energy and the unseen world and all those layers and realms and landscapes to it, words really don't capture the experience and the feeling. 
because the words are really limited to what it is. So we just need to find the most simple and direct way to relay it so people get a sense of that lands. Okay, I can make sense of that. And sometimes people will say to me when I'm explaining, that feels right, but I don't yet fully understand it. And it's okay because the moment it lands and it feels right, you've sparked that journey where the concept then seeps through and it becomes an integration and then it becomes a knowing and an actualization. Got it. Yes, that makes sense. So as a child or even now as an adult, what other experience have you had with spirit that feels more outside of you? So not so much the intuition and the inner guidance and knowing, but experiences with seeing spirit or dreams or something like that. I'm being very much guided to ask you about this. (laughs) Yeah, I would have moments and everything that's externally felt actually is a projection from the inner universe anyway, because the universe exists within us and then we exist within the universe. But I've been in the house when I was raising young children. They're all adults now and I've got grandbabies. And I would feel a presence in the corner of my child's room. There would be times where I would actually be meditating and externally feel someone. I've actually had like a a chiropractic session where I felt someone literally and my spine and my neck went. I've experienced seeing, gee, I'm throwing it out there now, a fairy, a real fairy, not just sensed it, seen it, or I was blinking my eyes and it's like, wow. What did it look like? It just suddenly appeared and it was like, it was made out of like this spider's web. It's the only way I could describe it. Like really bright, silvery white light threads, very delicate. And it was taller than I expected. And as I'm blinking, like, is that real? And then the wings came forward and back and forward and back. And the moment I acknowledged it, then it went. And I've sensed energies around people in my healing work because I do the coaching and also the shamanic healing work. Years ago, I was called in to work with people that were basically on their deathbed, ready to pass over and transition. And more often than not, you're there to heal the soul and energetic body so it can leave with ease but you're there usually for the families or for other people because of the dynamics of what's going on and I remember standing there this very 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 frail man in his hospital bed but in the home and one of his sons was sitting at the end like at his feet and I just kept I say seeing but it's like a seeing feeling sensing knowing this beautiful angel behind him with a hand on the left shoulder and I always take direction if I hear something and feel it three times and I feel it in my throat to say it then I'm meant to say it because we can't just go around and invade everyone's space (laughs) it doesn't work like that it's like that real push for me from God if you like this needs to be said be the messenger and I just looked him in the eyes and I said it's okay you have an angel standing behind you giving you comfort on your left shoulder. And he never said anything. And then we sat outside and there was some dynamics between family that I worked with and I left. And about, oh my gosh, it must have been a year, a year and a half later, 
and I'd moved and he tracked me down and he booked in for a session. I didn't know it was him, Laura. He knocked on the door. There was this familiarity and I said, you've come to say something. And he said, yeah, I'll have the healing session, but I've been looking for you for a long time. He said, I never believed in things like that, but the moment you said it, he said, I felt the angel and it completely changed the direction of my life. I've been on a spiritual path ever since and I needed to come and tell you, which was really beautiful. Wow. That gave me chills. Yeah. And I mean, just working with those that are passing, you always feel presences. When I'm doing healing work, there are times that certain energies will come. Like I had a woman that had been inflicted by some Aboriginal energy and it was really affecting her well-being. So I said, that's okay, come, I can deal with this. This is what I do as a shaman, one of the elements that I can work with. But then there was an Aboriginal elder that came in to take the energy with him because everything that I do is about healing. So I'm not one of those people that goes, oh, we have to get darkness off. I'm not a dark versus light person, good versus bad. Everything just is and every energy is acting and moving in a way that nourishes it. So it's about up-leveling that energy. So if there's something heavy there or influencing of a lower nature, that energy too, from my perspective shamanically, must be elevated and heal in that process. Got it. Can we talk a bit more about your shamanic practice? Can you explain what that is? The best way, Laura, that I can share it is a shaman or the shaman that I am, I live with a foot in both worlds. So what that means is I see it as energy and soul first and foremost. I can access information, wisdom, energies in the unseen realms and then bring that back so it's utilised to enhance the physical experience. I have been initiated, for a lack of a better word, through a lot of different realms, through a lot of different experiences to actually come to the core of it's all part of the divine, the universe exists within us, etc. So understanding the landscape of the mind, the emotions, the inner realms, the lower realms, for lack of a better word, to the higher frequencies and accessing alternate realities in a way that that is another form of guiding ourselves. So for example, being able to access a future successful self. So I'm aspiring to create something that's already happening. There's no such thing as time. So the way that I like to explain it is you can go to a movie theater and you've got maybe eight rooms in there showing eight different movies That's what it's like for us, but we're sitting in one watching a movie that we have chosen. But you cannot deny that there are seven more rooms with different movies playing out. So there's an aspiration for growth, an aspiration to write a book, up-level a business, change your health, whatever it might be. You can access the aspect of you that is already successful And you can receive guidance and answers and begin to integrate that energy, which is part of consciously creating the outcome that you're seeking. Another one could be 
and I use this and I'll use this example when I was going through the process of leaving my first husband. And I don't even like that word leaving. For us to finish that relationship and head in new directions and work through logical processes and all the rest of it. But the really defining thing for me was sitting in a meditation, going into that inner space, and I actually called up the K that didn't leave and then I called up the K that did leave because they both exist in those alternate realities, living different movies out, and I spoke to K that didn't leave and she told me what she experienced, how her life became, etc. and then I spoke to the K that did and then my answer was, completely confirmed, stake in the ground. And then I have to say, Laura, that everything I was told in the K that I listened to, who continued the process, everything, even to timing, she was accurate, accurate, accurate. And I teach this to others in some of my programs and in the work that I do, and everyone says the same thing. We would never feel alone or unsupported ever if we could recognise the resources and understand that unseen world. Yeah, 100%. Do you ever do that to access your soul from past lives or maybe even future lives as well? I've played with that in the past. But here's the thing that I've come to know. There really is only the now moment And that anything of a past life, if I'm meant to know it, it will play out and it will come up for me. I don't need to go back and track it. But yes, I've played with that. And that, again, is part of the training and understanding that it exists and it plays a part. Oftentimes in the present, some people will label that karma. But yeah, if I stay present in the now moment, everything I need to know will be brought to my conscious awareness and it will play through the emotional body, etc. And I do that in healing work. There are past life aspects when I'm working with someone shamanically in healing and I'm just reintegrating that energy through their system. So I see myself a bit like updating and rewiring and updating a system that's outdated. And oftentimes they will feel the experience and the energy of that taking place. Wow, okay, that's incredible. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Have you had any profound experiences doing your shaman work that you'd like to share? I've had so many, I suppose what seemed like for me really ordinary 
And one of my coaches along the way said to me, Kay, you need to talk more about this because I'd share things with her. And I go, really? And she goes, that's normal to you. That's not normal to everybody else. <laughs> that's true. Do you know what I mean? It's like, this is just yeah. how I live my life. This is just yeah. so familiar to me. But I had a really profound experience with a raven and I feed my local ravens as well. Everything is about the integration of these energies. So I'd made a drum. I've made many, many drums. I think I've made about eight or nine now, but I made a shamanic drum many years ago. It was a different energy. It was raven. And within about a week, the hide broke when I was playing it. And the gentleman who I'd made it with was no longer around. So I contacted someone that I'd been teaching some while ago and he lived on beautiful land. He was so in love with the drum and he'd made a couple himself with this person. And I just rang him up and I said, look, I've got this hoop. The hide broke. The guy's not making them anymore. You need to start making drums. And I've got some clients that I taught the basis of healing work that I do that need to come. And he's like, okay, which he's still doing now. And it actually changed the course of his life. But we're sitting there and I'm re-stringing the drums. I've put the hide onto the drum and you string the back of it. And then we had a break and I felt something energetically was starting to vibrate through me. So I walked outside onto the land and I kid you not, directly in front of me, right at my feet, a raven dropped out of the sky, dead at my feet. Open land that I'm standing, I kid you not, hand on heart, true story. And I looked into raven's eyes and I felt myself inside the raven. I was the raven. And then I just dropped to my knees and wept. I was inside that beautiful bird. And I'm lucky that I had some students there because I was getting covered in ants, but I just wasn't aware of it. There was this incredible integrative process moment happening where I was Raven and Raven was I. And they started to sing and I came back out of it. Then I was told to respectfully and ceremonially take Raven's wings and the wings had been left open. And I work with those wings to this day. So this was a long time ago. But I've had many different experiences in many different ways. And from then on, I've had different experiences integrating different animals and different energies. And what I've come to understand, Laura, that I really love to share, because I noticed that you said at the end, ask a question about what my guides would like to share. If I can, I'd really like to speak into the concept of guides. Oh, let's do it. That was my next question. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what I've come to know as truth, because back in the day, I became an unsuspecting trance channeler. So for your listeners that may not know, it means that I would leave and I would be elsewhere having a conversation with masterful beings and masterful being would come into my body. My body would change shape. My facial expressions would alter in my voice and this powerful energy, this being would speak through me while I was off elsewhere having a conversation and people would come and gather and then I'd be asked for talks. And But I would never remember what was taking place because I would remember the experience and conversation I was having. And my body started to get into a lot of pain And I sensed that I was no longer meant to be doing it, but I sought out this healer. And before I said anything, he looked at me and he goes, you're doing something you're no longer meant to be doing. And it really landed. So I went home and I went into a meditation 
and the few incredible beings that used to come through were there and my guide, who was a Japanese woman, presented herself that way at that time. Interestingly enough, I'd had a Japanese past life as well. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And it was, okay, you are all given guides because you forgot. The guides are there to help you turn your vision back inwards. And the truth is you are the universe and the universe exists within you. Therefore, everything is of oneness. Therefore, once you've turned your vision inwards and you understand this truth, then that guide, even us, you must recognize are you aspects of yourself to integrate the wisdom, to integrate that particular energy, to integrate. And it's time that that message gets shared, that we do that process. So we own our own wisdom. We don't go, my guide is telling you, we don't download. We bring the message from here out under the banner of my name. Does that make sense? Yes, that does make sense. That's amazing that you received that. So these guides that we give these personas to, maybe these names and these appearances, is that for our humanness? Yeah, they will pick a particular energy that also has gifts with it. So you know how we'll do inner child work, and we've got an orphanage in us, to reclaim aspects and reintegrate that energy? Let's look at it like that. So these two are aspects of our greater energy that we are because we are soul and soul is the divine spark of source, right? So Laura, you or I, we are each other. Therefore, I cannot judge you or condemn you because then I would be doing that to the source of who I am. So it's the same thing. So if something presents itself, let's say as a Native American, and there's a wisdom and an earth connection and tribalness that goes with that, then instead of keeping it as something outward, we recognise that it's part of the I am and that energy is something for me to own and to integrate, that wisdom that comes with it, the understanding that comes with it. I don't speak in terms anymore of my guides telling me to tell you We do that because if you don't like where it lands, Laura, hey, wasn't me. We like the grandeur of it as well, the ego of it. But it's a very empowering thing when you own that. So I can still meditate. I was getting ready to do a 10-minute power presentation on a summit. So I meditate and I invoke and I prepare. And then suddenly I felt this Indian wisdom presence with me from India because there can be a lot of trickery. I'll always start with I am, which will tell me that they know that they're one with source. So they're a masterful energy. They're an energy of truth, not trickery. And then I went and did the talk and nailed it. Didn't even look at the clock. I had 10 minutes. That was it. I opened, I finished, and they're all sitting there going, wow, that was powerful. But here's the thing, predominantly A lot of the people on this panel and those that had put it together, guess where they came from? India. So was that me speaking? Yes. But it was that energy that presented itself to be present with me that was in total resonance with predominantly the panel and many of the other speakers. 
Wow, that's pretty incredible to have that happen where you feel the energy of this summit. And it happens to be in the form of an energy where most of the speakers are from. Yeah. When people say, oh, I downloaded or I channeled this writing and I've had some of the people that participate in my cacao full moon drumming ceremonies where it's now landed. And I'd say to them, you didn't get a download. It came from the inner universe within you. And the same as the writing, own it. Own the power and the wisdom of what just came from you, through you. Sometimes it's sort of like, okay, I got to wrap my head around that. But then it lands and they're like, ah, and then you can see them expand because they're owning that incredible writing, that incredible message. They're owning their wisdom that exists within you, exists within us all. Don't attribute it to some external source. Got it. It kind of takes us full circle to how you started at the beginning, explaining how spirit has guided your life and the three different connections and quote unquote sources of that. So I wanted to ask you quickly, because you had mentioned when you were doing the trans channeling, you were off having a conversation somewhere else. Who were you conversing with? Where were you? (laughs) Sometimes in different places. So this is going to sound a bit out there. Sometimes I would feel myself to be in a craft. I don't like to call them extraterrestrials, but with a masterful star being. Sometimes I would go into a place that is, I could probably only call it the crystal city. And I would be sitting there with wisdom keepers and masterful energies. Predominantly those two, I mean, this is back when I was like 25, that this was happening. I didn't seek any of it out. Everything just started happening to me. And it was an incredible learning platform because I would go out into the spiritual community, like I need to find some mentors and this and that. And to be honest, Laura, I got bullied and I witnessed a lot of ego. This is a long time ago to remember, so even that's evolved. But a lot of people will also get into this because it seems like a great thing to do, but they're not really also qualified. And there were a couple of people, they sensed a power in me that I hadn't yet acknowledged and owned. But what it did for me was it kept sending me back to that inner knowing that trained me, that taught me, that explained to me, that helped me understand. And it ignited a passion inside of me to go, I see the power in you. You can't hide from me. I see the wisdom in you. I see the source in you. I'm incredibly impassioned. I know you've got your own inner voice of knowing. A lot of people will say, oh, it's a whisper. No, It's a whisper because it's overlaid by all these false stories and beliefs and rubble. But the minute that we start to clear that and pierce what I term the spider's web, the illusion, and get to the other side, everyone's inner voice of knowing can be incredibly loud. Everyone can embody and own the power of that voice that exists within them and the wisdom and the knowing that exists within them. So it really sparked that drive for that to be my work so you can become the leader within your own life and not elevate another that's truly you and reflecting you anyway. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You mentioned these masterful beings that would speak through you during the trance. If somebody is doing like a mediumship reading, could they also be 
connecting with these masterful beings versus getting the information inward. But do you mean mediumship in terms of contacting those that have passed over, like loved ones? Well, to me, mediumship is contacting anybody on the other side. They don't have to have had a human life at some point. To me, it would be like guides and angels and et cetera. It depends on the evolution of where they are. So some people will be experiencing and perceiving it to be out here. But the more we integrate that understanding, we experience it out here, but it's in here. I know that seems big. Is the information coming from our own souls or is it coming from entities that are separate from us? Okay, so they're perceived as separate from us, a separate expression. But if it all comes from God's source, then it is also of us, but it is perceived as a separate expression. Okay, so the masterful beings that spoke through you in trance were you expressions of so one of them I've known them to be part of a soul consciousness of where I've come from hence that God I know I chose to be here grew up for a while in teenage years thinking God I've made a mistake I've made a mistake can I come home can I come (laughs) home until I learn to really embody and be comfortable here it's hard because we think through these things with a logical mind so yes it's experienced as a separate expression, like you could say group souling, group soul consciousness, that we could go, yes, it's separate. But if we take it deeper, we all came from the same source. So yes, it is experienced and perceived as separate, but it is not separate. So you are not separate from me. That raven is not separate from me. Those animals, all of it is not separate from who I am, but we experience it. Yeah. This is what I was trying to say to you at the beginning, Laurie, the words that we're left with to use to explain it. But I look at it like this. If that's how you're experiencing it now, for anyone that's listening, just let this land because truth is beyond the shadow of the belief system. And we're always breaking down the beliefs that we have. And then we see the truth on the other side, like that spider's web. People call this the matrix. I call it the spider's web, that sticky illusionary threads of false beliefs and perceptions that can change. Because I'm not the person that I was last year, that I was two years ago. I'm not going to be the same person next year. I know what I know. And then I know nothing at all. We need to have that willingness to not hold on so tightly to a concept that we have or a truth that we have and go, maybe that truth now needs to evolve. And when I wrote about this in my book in my 20s and I would go out and talk about the Integrate Your Guides, I'd upset some people. There was one gentleman once that was angry with me. And I said to him, I'm not taking your guide away from you. I'm bringing your guide closer to you. It will land one day. You will wake up one morning and you will just know this to be true. And again, I bumped into him sometime later and he said, do you remember me? I said, yes. And I smiled at him and he said, I woke up one day, Kay, and I just got it. Wow. I just got it. So we can hear something and it's like the thread. So in a way, in our life, we're coming unstuck from aspects of the spider's web and we're breaking through it. But in another way, energetically, with these energies and guides and masterful beings, we're bringing those threads together and we recognize it all connects in one spot, Yeah, in one place. So just so I can understand this, if I say I have a 
spirit guide, that spirit guide is actually me. And I'm not talking about because we're all from source, but it's just another aspect of me. It's an aspect of you. It feels a little lonely though, Kay. (laughs) Oh no, because it exists. I feel like I have all these different entities in my team, but now I feel like it's just me. But you do. No, think of all those teams inside of you because it's all just Mm -hmm. one energy. You are actually less alone because you have a whole universal source. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like my team is, if you want to say, so vast because I've got these different aspects of myself living out different experiences that I can draw on. I can draw on the natural world around me. I can draw on my team, the animals around me. And sometimes it's just a bird flying past me and other times I know that's a messenger. But I'm not going to go around in my life and say, the raven told me to tell you, or my guide told me to tell you. So you have the whole universe and all its expressions as your team. So it's now growing. Okay. I'm going to look at it from that perspective. And once you've integrated that, then you might feel another energy expression that's with you, but it's to integrate it. And then the wisdom that comes from that is your wisdom. That's what we're being asked to own. I can feel your energy shifting. It's like, oh, work through this, work through this. But we're actually then less alone, Laura, because it's vaster. And it was my guide that was part of it that she said to me, I came here to turn your vision back inwards, Kay. And so I know that I've got incredible energies there supporting me, guiding me, but it's all of me. So I give it one voice. We feel like it's a big thing to just own this incredible wisdom that you may feel is coming from one of your guides, but to embody it and own it is our power. You're not denying it because you're living it, but you don't have to speak at it as something as separate from yourself. It is your wisdom. It's your inner guidance. Got it. Yeah. No, that's great. That definitely plants a seed to let it process and to give it some thought and see, like you said, how it lands and when it does. Here's the feeling that I need to say now. It's not that I'm here to take them away from you. I'm not here to do anything. I'm just sharing what I know to be true. But let's put it this way. I'm not here to take them away from you. This process is to bring them closer to you. That's comforting to hear as far as having them come closer. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So when I call on God, God, Goddess, you know, whatever you like to call it, it's like my children are all at stages now where they've all got their own children. So they don't need me but they can come to me if they want me to listen or my wisdom, but I don't charge in there now. They're adults carving their own way, bringing forth their own wisdom and all of this. So it means that I'm there witnessing and the minute they call on me, I'm there. So source is like that. God, goddess is like that. Witnessing lovingly, knowing we are capable. We are free to make our own choices and find our own way. But the minute we invoke, which is inviting, the minute we invite that source in, it's there. And the way I see it energetically is then I am taken, like putting a child on my lap and wrapping my arms around that child with love and safety and bringing that child into me and my energy field. That's what it's like. 
we are bringing those energies in and it's all becoming this one beautiful, safe, loving, cocooned space. That's great. So before we wrap up our interview, just wanted to see if there was anything else that you wanted to share that we haven't covered today. Oh my goodness. We've covered a lot. It's been the unexpected conversation, but I love that the right conversations come out. Yeah, definitely. We are more powerful and more beautiful and more vast than we could ever understand ourselves to be. And that life is either happening to you, through you, third stage is is from you. And if you think who is the most abundant source is, and you are a divine spark of source, you are infinitely already abundant, expansive, beautiful, loving, wise, beyond your current comprehension. And all we have to do is learn how to get out of our own way and reaccess that. And it's within you and it's within all of us. And when we really come to understand that and create that thread of connection, right? So I feel this connection with you now, Laura, you're a loving expression of me across the other side of the world. Isn't that incredible? I know distance means nothing when it comes to energy. So what's in the works for you, Kay? What do you have coming up? Well, I always have my two programs. I have two 12-week group coaching programs. The first one's the launching pad, and then the second one's the advanced deep spiritual dive into. It's called the elevation of you. And that's all that internal world stuff and all those shamanic skills to access. And everything that I do is not just a concept, it's an integrative journey. And I was filmed in a movie earlier called Adversity with 20 global thought leaders and three big names are part of that, which will be coming out next year. So that's exciting. I'm going to walk the Camino next year. I'll be 59, six months shy of turning 60. So I'm going with a girlfriend 10 years younger than me who will be turning 50 and we're going to walk the Camino, which was a soul calling. So that's from France over the Pyrenees through Spain for 800 kilometers. I've written some books. I'm going to write my own and just keep being guided by that inner knowing and taking those big quantum leaps of faith and becoming more and more and more of who I am. If that answers that question. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So lots of exciting things coming up for you. And then we'll make sure we have all the pertinent links in the show notes. So if anybody is interested in connecting with you. So Kay, I wanted to thank you so much for your time. And I know that you gave us some advice earlier. Is there any other advice that you wanted to give the listener for the time that they hear this episode to help us close our interview? Here's what I'd like to share. When we're growing past our current comfort zone, which is the area that I love to work with, and you start moving towards your aspirations for change in whatever area of life that may be, I like to say to people, fear will come up and don't suppress it. I do actually on my website have a five-minute process to defuse fears that's really powerful. I want them to turn fear into their friend. Fear is a signpost saying, hey, Laura, you're heading in the right direction. You're just going to have to let go of certain behaviors, of certain false stories and beliefs and grow into the next version of who you are that's in resonance of where you choose to be. If we can stop suppressing fear 
and trying to get rid of it because every aspect of us has the right to be seen, heard and felt and acknowledged. Doesn't mean it has to be the driver of our choices. But if we can understand when fear comes up and why fear comes up and what it's telling us, then it's a friend, not an enemy. I love that fear is a signpost that you're heading in the right direction. Okay, thank you so much. This has been such an insightful conversation. And I really appreciate you for your time and for sharing your knowledge with us. And I just want to thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. And I really appreciate being invited on. Thank you so much. And that was another episode of a guided life podcast. To connect with me via my socials or for links to my book titled Guided or my card deck called From Your Spirit Guides, please visit my Linktree site at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash guided west. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.